I'm Jen. I'm the witch. Hi, I'm Vic. I'm the skeptic. Welcome to my... Oh, you usually... (gasps) Welcome to my roommate's a witch. (gasps) Wow. So today, (laughs) we're going to be talking about um, charm pouches, spell jars, and other mini magic. Um, So, Vic... I love miniature things, first and foremost. Really? When did your obsession Um, with miniatures begin? When I was growing up, my I would go over to my friend Halia's house, and um, she would always make us mac and cheese, and I would eat it with a dill pickle fork, like a tiny fork. Yeah, I see. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know they made special forks for dill pickles. That's what I'm most. That's well, what yeah. I'm most surprised yeah, they about. They do. Wow. Okay. Do you have you ever heard of uh, a charm pouch or a spell jar or anything like that? Um, from this podcast, yes. <laughs> when you talk about it on this podcast. I can talk about, I, these are some of my favorite little, like, magic tools, so. Yeah. Um, okay, well, so, there's lots of, like, each, most cultures have their versions of either a charm pouch or a spell jar. Um, their witches have been making... Uh, spells and putting them into things for centuries. Um, spell jars in particular have a really long standing history. Um, and as like, I think witchcraft has become sort of more mainstream, um, like charm pouches, some people also call them like spell pouches or like spell bags um, have also become more popular because, um, you know, obviously if you have a jar, it's glass, it's heavy. Um, but a charm pouch is something smaller and a bit more carry aroundable. Okay. Um, but all cultures like have their like version of this. Some, um, lean more towards like spell jars or spell bottles. Um, and then, and actually a lot of like, um, early Christian culture, there's also examples, they call them witches jars and it's, um, a jar that you make that is supposed to protect you from witches. Um, and people would put, bury them in their backyards or put them in their like chimneys. And do you know what they usually contained? Um, okay, 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 okay. They're to make witches go away. Yeah, to ward witches away. Okay, give me a hint. I'm just gonna tell you. Well, that's not a fun game. (laughs) Okay, what? Pee. They would pee in the jars and fill them with, like, razor blades and stuff to keep away evil witches. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so, so the idea of, like, a jar filled with things to protect you. Um, is definitely a like cross-cultural phenomenon. Um, yeah, so I think I'll get started um, with spell jars. Um, so as always with anything on this podcast, this is just my um, interpretation and this is just my, the information that I've gathered and just what I do. You can do whatever you want, live your truth. Um, so I actually got my first, the first time I remember having a little jar that I was fond of, um, my friend Beth, a little little jar, a little jar, my friend Beth got me like, it was like about an inch tall and it was like from, I, I, she got it at like a little craft fair or something. And inside of the little jar was a tiny gnome and sparkles and glitter. Um, and it was on a necklace. And so I would wear that necklace around for good luck. Yeah. Um, she wasn't a witch or anything. Uh, but I thought I was like, Oh, I've. Always had a fondness. So, the- interesting. I put my teeth in a Winnie the Pooh jar for the tooth fairy. Did your parents save your teeth after they took it on behalf of the tooth fairy? 
I think probably a couple of them my mom still probably has. Yeah. My mom, I think, has all of her teeth. I don't know, though. Has all her teeth? All all of my teeth. Not hers. Wow. Okay. I think. I could be wrong. I hope my mom isn't offended. Well, it's not actually. She listens anyway. Okay. So, spell jaws. Um, I'm going to start with them. I'm sorry. I have a follow-up question. Sure. How much money did you get for a tooth? I got um, a dollar. Okay, I also received a dollar. I think maybe sometimes I got two dollars all in quarters. Oh, I think mine was just a dollar bill. I don't think I ever. Got but quarters. now people are like, I'm getting ten dollars a $10 tooth. Ten dollars a tooth? Yeah, no, I think that's ridiculous. Also, like, I know, like, some people. That's how my brother figured out the tooth fairy wasn't real. Is he? Um, he was like, well, Lanham, his friend, makes twenty five cents, and Thomas makes five dollars, but I make one dollar. How's that fair? And he was like, weird. Yeah. I wrote a full-on letter to the Tooth Fairy. Really? She wrote back. I once <laughs> cut up a piece of paper in the shape of a tooth and left it for her, and my and um, she left me a card that said, you can't trick the Tooth Fairy. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's interesting, I saw this meme that was like, um, it was like, my kids someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was like, so it was like, aunt, you should put that under your, your pillow for the Tooth Fairy, my kid. Mommy says that we don't summon um, unfamiliar spirits. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> now that we've talked about the tooth fairy for three minutes. <laughs> Great. So the idea of a spell jar is that it uh, is like a capsule for your magic. Um, so you're going to start um, with the like elements which you want to incorporate. Um, This is typically done at like your altar during ritual. So, you know, I'll light some candles, burn some sage or cedar now, clear the space, you know, that kind of thing. Um, Set a positive intention for whatever I want. Um, You can make spell jars to protect for luck. um, And from there you, for love, for like self-love. And uh, so think of it as like a place to conglomerate all of these elements, um, which you are channeling energy through to get your desired impact. So some examples of like what you could put in, you could put in herbs, you could put in crystals, you could put in, um, I like to put in, so you can like write your intention on a piece of paper, write a spell for it. Um, and then you can fold it up and put it in the jar. You can also burn it and put the ash in. Um, you can, some people, the burning thing's kind of like a hot button thing. Like Ooh, another hot button, another issue. hot button issue. Some people say you should only burn things if you want to banish them. I think burning is another way to seal the magic. So you can burn something and put the ashes into the jar, obviously safely. Um, if you were doing a money spell, you might like cut up or burn or fold up and put in like a dollar bill um, or coins and change. So using herbs that, so I would include herbs that correlate with your purpose um, or you feel particularly drawn to putting into the spell. Um, and then you can also use like small, like worldly physical objects um, to put into the spell. So that could be a crystal. That could be, you know, um, I like to put in wax from one of the candles I'm using during the ritual itself. Um, you could put in, uh, you could burn a candle inside the jar to like start as like either a base or like a final act. Um, 
you can also put in, I for like uh, success or wealth spells, I've put in like green paint. So you can also use like huh. color magic here. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of, um, so there's a lot of different things that you can put in to this to make it um, a really powerful and potent spell. Um, what I what I typically do is I put all of my ingredients into my cauldron. Um, so we stir clockwise to bring in. We typically stir it counterclockwise to banish. I typically feel like if you're like spell jars and charm pouches are not the best for like banishing spells because you're making something to keep. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I mean that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, t- so typically with like a spell jar, um, you're just going to be trying to invite new energy in or facilitate protection. Um, so I like to collect everything into my cauldron, stir it all, mix it all, mix it all together and you know that it's the best of both worlds. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Obscure Hannah Montana reference. <laughs> um, and so I, I, I think that, uh, by stirring that in, um, so stir everything together, marry it together, transfer it to the spell jar. This is typically after I've put, like, all the herbs and papery kind of things in. Then I'll, like, either add some paint um, you can, or, you know, candle, crystal, etc. cetera. Uh, but that's totally up to you. You can also charge your, like, herbs before you even put them into the cauldron. It's herbs or crystals or what have you. Um, and that, that can be helpful um, in, like, in cr- just creating a more powerful spell just in, just again remembering like it's not necessarily about all the like things that you have to like put in um it's also it's really about intention and focusing the energy it's interesting to me that you mentioned so you mentioned like burning a candle mm-hmm. in the jar and that me reminded me in the seventh harry potter movie <gasps> part one or part two i think it's part one um, they're like camping in the woods and they have fire in a jar. And I was thinking to myself, how do they have fire in a jar? Like, wouldn't that make the jar really hot? And then I was like, oh, they didn't have to pick up the jar. Yeah. You could just move it around with magic. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I think that is actually a good safety tip. Like the thing that's great about jars is they're so durable. Um, but so be, and you can heat them obviously. And they, uh, they contain, like heat and fire well, but keep in mind, like I, you might want to keep a little oven mitt on your <laughs> witch stand in case you do have to move it because they can get really hot. Yeah. Um, so, wow, a safety tip and you didn't even know you were giving it. Look at me. Um, yeah. But so do be careful when dealing with glass. The other thing is like, remember when you like seal a jar, it, it can build pressure over time depending on like what you put in it. So just make sure you do your research Ooh, and you're true. being safe. Um, the great thing about jars when we talk about things like sustainability in witchcraft and like environmental concerns, a lot of people will like bury their jars. Um, and obviously they take a, quite a long time to biodegrade. So I, I, I really respect wanting to like bury a jar, like to seal a spell or to um, sort of perhaps like, you know, be done with a spell or, you know, uh, you can also bury it. So like if you did a protection spell, you might want to bury that on your property. Um, but remembering like maybe digging it up before you move so that it doesn't get like just sort of left in the ground, um, and disrupt like local ecosystems can be helpful. I also know a lot of like witches are switching over to like biodegradable, like cardboard, jars or um like those little things that you would plant seeds in get that Um, environmental sustainability yeah and so it's much more sustainable and again like things like cardboard like 
they're not typically like officially biodegradable, but cardboard will um, degrade and feed an ecosystem with like worms and things much quicker than glass and metal will. Um, and you could also uh, put, if, assuming you're not using fire, I, I reiterate, um, you could also put it into like a paper, like a lunch, paper lunch bag and bury that. So those are just some alternatives to glass and metal. Um, which At first I was like, where are you going with that? And then you said, even yeah. when you said paper lunch bag, I was like, what is that? Yeah. And then I like remember. Yeah. Um, so, so those are just some like alternatives to like traditional glass. Um, again, if you're obviously, if you're using something flammable, be careful with fire with it. Um, oh, the, I will say though, if you do decide to use glass, um, you can recharge and or reuse um, your spell jars. So, for example, let's say this month you really like a person and you want them to like you back. So you make a love spell jar. Um, and in the next month, you guys get together. Yay! Um, you can recharge the love spell jar with more magic instead of making a new one if you want. Um, and some ways to do that, you know, you, again, all about intention. How, how do you recharge your crystals? Um, how do you recharge your like wand? If that's a tool you use, you can, you know, set it under the moon, you set it under the sun, you can sprinkle with some moon water, you can take it to your altar, you can, you know, cleanse it, add more stuff. You know, there are lots of ways to sort of revive a spell, but it doesn't have to be like, um, a one and done kind of situation. Love spells come up many a time in Harry Potter. Yeah. Not positively. Really? Well, I think that's interesting. Like, how are love spells portrayed? You know what I mean? Is it like, I cast a spell and now it's like puppy dog eyes and you're in love with me? Well, that is how it is for, like, Ron gets, like, a a love potion by mistake. Yeah. And then um, he's just, like, all giddy and, like, not acting like Mm. himself and all that. Yeah. And then the other one, it's, like, Voldemort's mom gives the love potion to the muggle that she's in love with. And that's how they are like together oh, and, have, interesting. and have Voldemort, but then, or Tom Riddle, whatever. And then after, um, after he's born or whatever, she stops giving him the love potion and he finds out and he's like disgusted and leaves her. Wow. That's not how love potions work in the real world. <laughs> Usually it's like, so typical, like, leech. I love you like a love song, baby. Oh, I thought it was love spell. Yeah. Love song. Never mind. Um, traditionally, like, love potions <laughs> include things like honey because it's less about, like, oh, I'm going to snap my fingers and they're going to be in love with me and more, like, um, sweetening their feelings towards you. Uh, okay. That's just a little fat. So I guess that's that's a good segue. You can add liquids to your spell jar. So, like, honey mm. or, or moon water or... Gatorade? I mean, I don't... I guess. Like, I get... I maybe there's... Maybe, I had a Gatorade today. Maybe there's, like, sport witches who add Gatorade to all And they spells. didn't have the electric blue one, so I had to get yellow. Oh. Yeah. Tell us tell us in the comments on Instagram if you're a sport witch who puts Gatorade in there. <laughs> I'm not making fun of you if you do. That's genuinely... That's something I've genuinely never heard of. Um, yeah, so you can... So you can recharge a spell. You can also... Um, if you have a spell and it's either worked or it hasn't, whatever it is, I think as long as you like think it and like clean it properly and like fully cleanse the jar with obviously literal like soap and water, but also like with uh, like cedar or sage or whatever. And um, maybe some like cleansing water or something. I think you are perfectly fine to reuse uh, a jar for a different spell. Um, I might not, 
Like if you just did a really powerful, like banishing spell, spell jar, um, I might not turn around and use that same jar for a love spell right away. Mm. Um, just, I mean, and, and, and I think we would like to think that, um, we'd be able to cleanse the jar enough and that would not be an issue. But I, I think it is something to consider that like there can still be lingering magic, obviously. Yeah. yeah, Um, so you can, so all that has been said about spell jars can also be applied to like spell bottles and those, I mean, I guess you could try and get a little Mason jar to carry around with you. Um, if you wanted to like shrink down your spell jar to a more portable size. Um, but really for something small and portable, you're, you're probably (gasps) looking at jam jar, like a jam jar. Yeah. You're usually looking at more of a, Ooh, like those little ones they give you at like Cracker Barrel or my sister had them for her wedding. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah. So you could do something like that, but, um, typically bottles and pouches are a little bit more easily acquired than miniature jars, but totally up to you. Um, also that is interesting. Like, don't forget that like you can reuse like, okay, so you opened up a jar of pasta sauce, like clean that jar out. Use that bad boy. Being a witch is not necessarily about like going out and buying a bunch of new things or spending a bunch of money. It's also about, you know, using what you have and, uh, what you have access to. Um, so that is, so that is the, a brief, a brief thoughts on spell jars. It's also like, if you're just starting out as a witch, like, and maybe you don't have like a cauldron yet, like jars, I love jars as a witch. Like I think jar, you know, you can use a jar as like a makeshift cauldron, you know, just obviously be aware that it's going to get hot. Like, but that's something I think about. Cause I have a copper cauldron that I found at an antique store. And so that gets, that can get really warm. So obviously be careful with fire. <laughs> I feel like all of the, again, all of our shows just include a big like fire warning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So charm pouches, have you ever heard of like a charm pouch or a spell? It's bag? from you from this podcast. Oh my God. I'm just even, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're on Harry Potter. Oh no, 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 no. Um, no, no, no. Yeah. So charm pouches can be big or small. I feel like, I guess you could like have one as big as you wanted. Like you could make a pillowcase size charm pouch if you're interested in that. But I typically like charm well, pouches. Like a knapsack. Oh. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Um, I typically never seen one in real life. Really? Like on a stick that like yeah. they're carrying? Have you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. I guess they're just out of fashion. Bring it back. Give me a <laughs> give me a stick and a bandana. Let me, <laughs> let me do it. Um yeah, so charm pouches. Um I like charm pouches in my personal practice to be used when a spell jar feels too big. The other thing about charm pouches is they make great gifts for people Um, because they're small, they're quick, they're pretty easy to make, and they don't have – they're – I mean, not that mason jars are all that expensive if you buy them in bulk, but, like, they're they're just super not expensive to make. And while – and while – I don't know what's wrong with me. And while um, someone might want a full-sized mason jar – of a spell. I think a charm pouch is a little bit less intimidating, uh, for like your average, for your average bear, you know? Um, so for that reason, I think they make really great gifts. Um, like as with spell jars, did you say for your average bear? Yeah. It's like a saying, like your average bear, like your average person. That is not a saying. It is. 100% I've ever heard. Well, not all of us are from Hawaii. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think charm pouches are about intention. Um, 
Same thing with the the spell jars. I typically, um, so let me just walk you through the steps of how I make mine. Um, so what I will do is I will, I like to select a fabric that, uh, since they're being stuffed with herbs, I like to select a fabric that is, um, not something that the herbs will fall out of because then I feel like you, you start to lose the intention or like lose kind of the magic, I think. Um, but is like a very like lightweight, like natural fiber, like cotton that you could, that is still like, you can still like feel the herbs through and like smell and, you know, have that kind of experience with them. I think charm pouches are also great. Like they, they're like really great covert ways to carry magic with you because they kind of look, you know, those little, what do you call that? They're, those little things that smell good that you like throw in your car and they're in like little cloth bags. Mm-hmm. Like potpourri. Yeah. Like potpourri. Yeah. So they can kind of look like potpourri. So if you're in the broom closet or looking for something a little bit more, mo, a little bit more covert to do, um, um, Charm pouches can be a great way to sort of um, tackle that. Um, so anyway, so I will select the fabric I want. This is a, I typically just use a standard white fabric. Um, but it, if you wanted to incorporate color magic, you could use a colored fabric. Um, and then I make my, I typically select a, I take a piece of cloth that's about like, maybe like three or four inches, but like a three or four inch like square. Um and then I select my thread. Um, I'll typically select the color. You can get thread for so cheap in bulk with a bunch of different colors. And so I think it's a really great way to incorporate color magic without having to keep like a bunch of different colored fabrics on hand because thread is just so much more like smaller and portable and cheaper. So I will select like a color that correlates with like the spell that I want to do. So if it's a prosperity spell, I would do green or like self-love, it would be pink. You know, these are all correlations, which we've talked about before. Um, and so obviously because it's smaller, this is, you're not going to be able to put your like giant chunk of uh, amethyst in there, but they do smell they do sell like smaller um, crystals and things, which could you could easily slide in. Um, and break so, off a chunk of that amethyst. Yeah. So I sew up. So I fold the so I fold the piece of cloth in half, um, and then it just saves you sewing time. But you could sew two pieces fully together if you want. So I fold it in half, and I sew two th- out of the three sides with the color, obviously setting a really positive intention. And then um, at this point, I'll usually have already mixed up my herbs um, in the same, my herbs. Now, something else I like to throw into charm pouches is, you can put this in spell jars too, but I think essential oils are particularly nice because then the charm pouch sort of like smells nice as well. Um, And since you are using like a lightweight fabric, you can kind of like, ooh, it all smells good. And, you know, obviously herbs do have their own scent with them, but I think the essential oil... Um, really makes that sort scent sort of pop. Um, so I'll also add like an essential oil typically. Um, so then, so then I stuff the pouch with the herbs, keeping in mind intention and all that as I do this. Um, and then I will add 
wax from a ritual candle being careful because if obviously if you're using like a super thin fabric you could like burn your fingers so I add a little bit of wax not everyone does this but I seal it with the wax and then I sew the pouch closed um and for me that sets the magic um and then I lay hands on the pouch and I set a positive intention or whatever the intention of the pouch is so that's like, that's just sort of like a one-on-one on how to make a charm pouch. The thing about charm pouches, you can make them really big, but I like to make them really, really small. Um, now, I don't know if you said this, but can you just buy a pouch, a drawstring pouch? Yeah. So that would be more of like a spell bag. Um, but yeah, okay. I guess that's a super nitpicky term. Yeah. You could also do this with a drawstring pouch or bag. Um, or like they sell them as like little necklaces too. Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You could, you could, it's also the reason I suggest like making your own with fabric is like, like the fabric that I selected was from Walmart. It's a hundred percent cotton. It's white. And it was a dollar 29 a yard. So I got three yards. That's like nine feet of fabric for about three bucks. Yeah. Um, and of course, like you could definitely go like buy a prefabricated pouch, but that is going to get a little bit more expensive for all my lazy peeps out there for all your lazy witches. Um, but I do think it is, there is something nice about hand sewing, the hand the sewing, and it doesn't have to be good sewing. I mean, I'm a terrible seamstress, but, um, there is something nice about it and it doesn't have to look perfect. I take the pressure off of yourself with all of these items for it to like look quote unquote perfect. Um, so I think the biggest challenge if you're doing a small charm pouch is like, if you want to incorporate like physical items. Um, mm. yeah. So looking out for like small, like dimes or pennies are going to probably fit better than a quarter. Um, you can again, cut up, cut up dollar bills, ashes of something as small, a small folded little spell. Those are all things that can, um, go in. Um, you could also, if you do use wax, you could also seal it with a color for even more color magic. Um, and then, so the way you, so I charge spell jars by setting an intention over them, like really focused, really hardcore at ritual. Um, and then I put them, you can put your spell jar like by your door. If it's for protection, you know, be buried in the backyard and, you know, dig it up later before you move. Yeah. I thought we were talking about pouches, right? I know. But, but so, so, which leads me to, uh, so those are like, but so I just set a charge on the charm, on the jar. Um, and, and then I move on for a charm pouch because it's something more personal and it's something that you're probably going to carry. Um, I like to, obviously you charge it at your altar, but I like to sleep with it under my pillow, um, for a night or two so that, a night, two, three, whatever. Um, you could do number magic here, but like, I like to sleep with it under my pillow so we can kind of get acquainted and to charm it. Also, if it's like, um, a charm pouch for like good dreams or to ward off bad dreams, like that's a good place for a charm pouch like that to live under your pillow. Anyway, so I sleep, um, with it. <laughs> I sleep with it. I sleep with the pouch mm -hmm. to like get acquainted with it, get our energies groove in. You can also like rub it between your hands. Same thing. You can apply all of these ways to charge to your spell jar. Um, so, and then I like carry it in my backpack. So like if I have a protection charm pouch, I will just carry that in my backpack and keep rolling, you know, and it sort of just lives there. Um, and then you can recharge your pouch um, in the same way that you would recharge a crystal. You can set it up at your altar. You can give it a little moon bath. Um, you can, you can sleep with it under your pillow. You can charge it with like your hands. You can also give it, uh, put some more like essential oils on it. That also keeps it smell smelling nice. There's nothing better than opening up your backpack pocket and smelling the nice essential oils that's okay. on your charm pouch. Um, 
Yeah, but so th that's sort of just the charm pouch basics. Typically, if I'm make I make people charm pouches as gifts uh, a bit often, I guess. Um, and what I like to do is um, obviously if you if you made a charm pouch for yourself, you want your energy to infuse with it. You want its energy to infuse with you. You want that to encompass you. But so, but typically what I'll do is I will wrap the charm pouch to be given as soon as, as soon as I set my intention over it on my altar and have it all charged up, I will put it inside tin foil. Um, I will put the pouch inside tin foil, which keeps the like essential oil scents and everything in so that it's like fresh when the person receives it. And I, I guess this is just my personal thing. I've never, I haven't read this anywhere. So this is just me, but I feel like the, the metal of the foil sort of reflects some energy, um, that might be coming outside for, that might be coming from the outside to the pouch, um, and keeps the internal energy intact. And then, so if you're giving a charm pouch as a gift, um, I always give it with the instruction, like I've made this for you. I've set this positive intention over it for you. Um, take it, sleep with it under your pillow, get acquainted with it, and then keep it on your person for a little bit. Um, yeah. Keeping it on like in your pocket for a day after you've like slept with it under your pillows or maybe not sleeping with it under your pillow and just keeping it in your pocket for a day. Like these are ways that it can um, help you. You could, so you could put a charm pouch, like for money, you could put that in your, keep that in your wallet for protection, keep it in your like work bag. Um, and then as you need to, you can recharge it. Okay. Um, so yeah. So, so that's sort of, so, so that is how I would um, give someone a charm pouch. I'll also say I've never done this personally, but I feel like you could probably make like a baseline charm pouch and then charge it with different things um, to reuse it if you're more of an eco-witch. Oh. Um, yeah. And most of these charm pouches, I feel like, can be a little bit more environmentally sustainable because obviously like fabric is going to break down faster than something like glass, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, so those are just, so th that's like sort of the 101 on charm pouches and spell jars. Um, other small magic. The 411. The 411, baby. Um, a couple other just like small pieces of magic that you can do. Um, when you're walking, you can like conjure energy around you and you can practice. I like to walk around, listen to music, um, sort of practice like drawing in energy and taking it away and putting up, um, energetic protection for myself and taking it down. Um, I think that that's a good way to do that. Um, same thing with little like energy orbs. Um, you can conjure those and infuse them in wherever you want. Um, and so I think like keeping in mind, like the little ways which you can include magic can be helpful. Um, you know, again, we have like clockwise in the T counterclockwise, clockwise in, counterclockwise to banish you can do that every time you have coffee or tea um and you know reading things like tea leaves or coffee grounds these are just little ways to incorporate witchcraft in your daily life and what i like so much about like spell jars and charm pouches is they're sort of like small um subtle ways which you can like enhance your um personal energy um and so i think these all can marry together to make a happy witch so nice um, so we have some news. Yeah, um, sad news. Yeah. So Vic I, I, it's not sad for me, I guess. <laughs> so Victoria. What does that mean? Well, I, okay, okay, well, let's tell them first. Okay. So Victoria got into a summer acting thing. Yes. Yay! Okay. That is exciting. Yeah. I'm um, clapping for myself. So there's, well, there's only two people here. <laughs> our live studio audience. Um, 
But it means she's moving. Yeah, I am leaving the city. Yeah. <laughs> um, the region. The region. As it were. Yeah. So Vic is moving. Um, and then it's like, you know, the next year, like, if I come back, like, it's just everything's very much up in the air. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm going to stay in the city after our lease is up. Yeah. And so... So we loved doing the podcast. podcast. Yes. Um, so fear not, witchlings. Um, I will be continuing the podcast in some format. I am kind of in the middle of doing a show right now. So I don't, I have not figured out the exact details. Logistics um, at yeah, a later date. At a later date. But um, whether I've, um, I'm also going to be starting a YouTube channel. Um about. Do you have a name yet? No, I don't. Oh, okay. I was going to be like, let them know. Yeah, I don't have a name yet. That uh, details will be pending. Well, and we just wanted to give you a heads up. This is not the last episode. We're going to have two more episodes after this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so the details will are to follow. Um, but I will be starting a YouTube channel um, soon. And... We, I, I do intend to continue the podcast in some capacity. I don't know if it means that it's under a different name. Yeah. I don't know if it becomes, um, you know, a platform to have guests. Um, but I do intend to continue the podcast in some way going forward. Um, but also I'll keep you updated. I'm, I'm sad that Vic is going and yeah. I am sad. I feel like we've had such a good time doing this. Um, but I am really excited to continue, you know, the original intention of this was to bring some like humor to witchcraft <laughs> and to bring some education yeah, and yeah, I yeah. fully intend to continue with that, um, goal and like core pursuit in mind. Um, and so it's not the end. It's just the beginning of something a little bit different. Whoa. Yeah. What a sentence. What a sentence. Yeah. But you, we still have two more episodes that we're going to do together. Um, and and then we'll keep you updated on what is going to happen. We sure will. Yeah. Um, but I hope you found this information helpful. Um, and stay tuned for more. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Baby. I'm Vic. And I'm Jen. And that's the spook. I hate it already. (laughs) No, they're not necessarily like officially like biodegradable. Biodegradable ticket. What? What? I just lost the ability to speak.